Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney groom Chris Dildy about his wedding at the Waldorf Astoria Orlando on Walt Disney World property. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how Chris and his fiance chose this location for their wedding and how they planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me tonight. Thanks so much for being on the show. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to be married at the Waldorf. Funny story. We actually had uh, never stayed off property and we were actually coming down to check out the Swan and Dolphin, which is my favorite on-property location. But we stayed at Waldorf Bonnet Creek because I had some points. And we started walking around, and you really can't compete with a five-star type of resort. And the Waldorf just blew it away. And I was sad at first because I love the Swan and Dolphin, like I said. has a lot of memories for me. But when you just know, when you're on the signature island – my breath was taken away and my fiance's was as well. That's interesting. So you had originally been considering having your wedding at the Swan and Dolphin. Yes. You know, I listened to your podcast about one bride, how she had, you know, she had a wedding party at the yacht club where people looked over on the balconies and then she had a party at the Swan and Dolphin. I was like, that really gives us the best of both worlds. And that was what I was trying to sell to my fiance. And then that wasn't in the cards. So in the Waldorf was <laughs> after that. <laughs> so how did you pick your ceremony and reception venues at the Waldorf? Just walking out, we we're just kind of touring the property just in general, because the Waldorf is a beautiful property all in itself, just for a resort stay. And when we walked out to the signature island, I could just see the light in my fiance's eyes. She just started glowing. Like <laughs> we saw fountains, we saw you got beautiful green grass. It was a beautiful Florida afternoon. It was just gorgeous. And I was, again, I knew I was kicking myself because everything, everything that I originally thought I wanted going out the window, things, things changed. <laughs> and then did they have different ballrooms for you to choose from? Or is the grand ballroom pretty much where they have all their receptions? Yeah. So at the Bonnet Creek, there's a Hilton and the Waldorf, much like the Swan and Dauphin. They're connected they're with a little walkway. And at the Bonnet Creek, you could either be on the Hilton side or on the Waldorf side. If you go with a Hilton wedding, you get access to, you know, dozens of different rooms. But with the Waldorf, they have one grand ballroom that is just decked out in marble with the entry. It's absolutely stunning. Got it. Okay. And how did you pick the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? Was it tied to pricing the way it is for Disney? Originally, yes. And then, unfortunately, you know, pandemic hits and you know, we rescheduled multiple times. This was the third time and we really wanted to work out and uh, Monday was open. And so we, we jumped at it because it was exactly what we wanted. Originally, we had planned 
for Sunday due to the minimums. Yeah, it's, it's been a little while, but yeah, I do remember that the minimums were less on Sundays than they normally were on Saturday nights. I see. Okay, so then what was your original date and when did you have to push it back to? Yeah, so originally we're going to get married in June of 20, I guess 2020. And kept getting moved around and then we pushed it back to December thinking hopefully that was going to work out because the Waldorf had completely shut down for several months. And that was really nerve wracking, as you can imagine. Uh, and then you hear everything about the Disney weddings being shut down. So we're really nervous. But um, we put it in December. And unfortunately, people were really hesitant still. And we were as well because we had a lot of older folks coming to our, our wedding and we wanted them to be safe. So we pushed it to April and we were actually thrilled because April's just is a month that's so hard to get normally. And we tried so, so often to get uh, an April wedding originally, but it didn't work out. But finally, patience, patience paid off and it worked out really well. Oh, that's fantastic. So now initially, when you announced that you guys were getting married at the Waldorf and not at home, how did your friends and family react? It wasn't unexpected because we love Disney World. We're annual pass holders. We'd go down for weekends all the time. And so it wasn't a surprise. My fiance, Bailey, her parents and her whole family are up in Maine, where mine are in North Carolina. So we wanted a place that was going to be neutral. And I, what else place could be better than Disney World? <laughs> how many guests did you invite and how many were eventually able to make the trip? Right. Yeah. So we originally just wanted 40. We wanted a, a really small wedding. Invitations was quite higher just because there's so many people you have to invite just to make everybody happy, just so they get the invitation. And we were very lucky. We uh, ultimately ended had 40 people come. That was the exact number of people we wanted. So we were real lucky. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you use a local wedding coordinator to help or just the event coordinators at the Waldorf? Yeah. So the Waldorf, with their packaging, they, they included a day of coordinator who was outstanding. She did offer additional services, which we took her up on for like tying up loose ends. And she really saved the day on our wedding day. And she made sure all the vendors were on point, made sure our schedules were right. We had to deal with rain on our day. So it was a little stressful because you've already, as I mentioned, Bailey really wanted the signature island. And if it's raining, you can't be outside. So she was a, a very fierce planner and she was, she stuck, stood up for us, made sure we got exactly what we wanted. And I, I swear, I think she must have have put an order in and made it stop raining for that hour for our ceremony to be outside. Um, <laughs> she was, she was really fantastic. That's so great to hear. Now, how did you choose all of your vendors? I know this can be kind of overwhelming for people who are used to the mm -hmm. Disney model where you just kind of go through Disney for everything. First got to say that I wanted to lead the wedding planning because I thought I could control the budget, make sure it doesn't go out of control. Little did I know <laughs> it didn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, I started, you know, researching groups. Originally we wanted a Disney wedding. And so picked up your book, went to the Disney expos and kind of saw that what we wanted wasn't going to work uh, with our budget. So 
started looking and we started with the officiant and the officiant made a few recommendations. And from there, I just started talking to the vendors, getting a feel for what type of personality they had. And then I would ask for the recommendations from that. Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to the reception? We, we had a DJ. You know, fortunately, you don't get to add like characters since it's offsite, but we had a great DJ and it was just, they were just wonderful. They, they really, they did lighting and, and so forth. And they really kept the, the music going and everybody was dancing. So it was, it was fantastic. I would use DJ White Rose. They were just, again, they came from recommendation and then they helped us find other vendors who were in the, in the group and helped us find David and Vicky and then David and Christina who did our uh, cinephotography. It was just amazing. So highly recommend folks talk to the, the vendors, tell them what your goals are. And I think it'll lead to a much better experience. That's great. Do you have any recommendations for the floral and decor? Yes, we use Bluegrass Chic, a recommendation from the DJ. And again, told them what our vision was. And I have to be honest, we had a very lacking vision. Like uh, <laughs> Bailey and I don't have this grand you know, idea of what we wanted. I know some people do, but we just wanted simple, elegant. And like, that's, those are the words we said. Like we didn't have anything drawn or, or requirements. And they helped us basically walk us through getting married. That's great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? Oh, absolutely. The Waldorf was amazing. And number one, they, they send a, a menu of the, the cake flavors that you, we could choose and all the appetizers and the menus. We had like mini crab cakes. We had just little tiny appetizers that are just elevated. And as far as cakes go, funny story, we they had a faux cake for our wedding cake, which completely took us by surprise. So, And you didn't know till the day of or how did that work? Oh, oh no, no. We knew before. But when, after we had signed with them, uh, they said, hey, you know, we do faux cakes and then we serve your guest a slice of cake and your cake. And it was very stressful because, <laughs> uh, because we're like, what's a faux cake? We're like <laughs> fake cake, like uh, with this price tag, like we're, we're like, we didn't understand. But when we went with the tasting, they brought out three different flavors for us to try that we chose strawberries and cream. I picked a, a, like a play on banana pudding. Since I'm from North Carolina, I was like, banana pudding, so good. And they had a spice cake. And the presentation knocked our socks off first off. Like each guest received a solid cake, like chef designed, had like a little chocolate straw with it on different flavors. And it had like a sauce that went on top. Every flavor was amazing. We, we ultimately went with the strawberries and cream because of our menu items. We wanted to end the night with an experience. So we had like a surf and turf meal and we didn't do anything crazy for the, the food. Like we stuck with what was offered in the package. And again, they went over and beyond trying to make sure that we understood and just beautifully delivered. It truly was an experience that I don't believe our guests will forget. Interesting. Okay. I'm still hung up on the fake cake part. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do they have multiple fake cakes for you to choose from or do they just have one cake that they trot out at every wedding? 
No, no. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me go back and explain that. I got, I got so excited about the food. It was so good. Um, <laughs> the faux cake is designed. They, they outsource the faux cake to another vendor that they hire and they, the vendor calls, calls you, talks to you, says, Hey, what are you thinking? And you know, all I had was like, I said, I wanted the cake to look Disney. I want it to be very elegant. And they designed the cake to look however you want, you know, two layers, three layers, four layers, whatever you want. But inside the cake is the little square. And, you know, I didn't realize this, but cake cuttings are photo ops. That's all they are. I didn't realize that till the day of. And it was just, it was really awesome, actually, that the cake looked beautiful, but it was not, you know, you don't take the top off. You don't, I mean, it's just fake. And they design it however you want. It's and you get to keep it? No, you don't keep it. It's styrofoam, <laughs> it's styrofoam underneath. And it. just think about all the cakes you'd ever watch on, like, the Food Network and how beautiful they look. Like, you always wondered if people eat those cakes, right? Okay. Um, I don't know. But it was just a very – it was a gorgeous cake. You, we only took a little – we put a knife in on the little place where they told us to cut and pulled it out. And then that was it. And then they left it there while we all danced and we never saw it again. <laughs> so, Interesting. And so yeah. when you're paying for the cake, you're really just paying for the cost of the sheet cakes that you're eating. You don't have to pay for the cake they designed or do you have to pay a design fee because they customized the fake cake? Oh, yeah, that's, that's great. Um, so the cake is actually – the design of the faux cake is included in the price of the – the wedding we upgraded or I, I well if you ask Bailey I upgraded uh <laughs> because well it's kind of funny come January February of this year I just said you know what we need to step this wedding up and I just and that's where that's what it started with I said hey can we add an extra layer and do a few other things on the cake and uh that just snowballed into a lot of extra stuff we did at the wedding <laughs> okay so you paid a little extra because you wanted a stepped up design, but it wasn't like you were paying, you know, $800 for a fake oh, cake you nah. weren't going to get to. Okay. Got it. No, no. It's, it, I think with the upgrades, I think it was like a $200 upgrade for another tier. It comes with like a two tier and it was beautiful. It, it was elegant. It was exactly what you want. And they, it was, it was fantastic, but I just wanted more. I just, <laughs> yeah. You can never have too much cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 like I said, everybody's cake that came to their place. Yeah, it was it was. I would assume it was a sheet cake, but I never and I never saw it. It was just it was highly designed. The plate was highly designed. It was beautiful. It was a good size cake, piece of cake too. <laughs> Interesting. That's funny because, yeah, with real cakes, it kind of the opposite is true. When you get the cake piece and they've peeled off the fondant and it's just kind of this lump of cake with frosting on it, it isn't the best looking thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I, that's that's what blew us away. That's what sold us when we went to the cake tasting, which blew us away. Uh, I, I don't know how many people actually, we didn't know the Waldorf was as fancy as it was when we signed up to get married there. I know that sounds ridiculous, but... <laughs> It, you know, I was just thinking, well, it's a Hilton hotel, but it's literally five-star hotel. We showed up, our cake tasting was inside the Bull and Bear, which is their premium restaurant. We had the whole place to ourselves and I showed up in shorts and a polo. Bailey had a nice uh, dress on, but everyone else was wearing tuxedos, greeting us with champagne. It was, it was an experience. And we looked at each other and said, what did we get ourselves into? Uh, <laughs> 
So that that should set the whole if, that set our whole experience up. So. Interesting. Okay. All right. So can you give my listeners a timeline of how your wedding day ran? We had an afternoon wedding. So the ladies started getting ready at 8.30 sharp. And then we didn't start having pictures or anything until approximately about 2 o'clock. So for that whole morning, I did absolutely nothing. I didn't even realize I was getting married that day. <laughs> uh, and But then 2 o'clock hits. My room that I stayed in was bombarded with camera camera crews and uh, so forth. We had to rush to get ready for the first look, which we did out on the Signature Island. Uh, then we, you know, that was 3 o'clock. The wedding ceremony was at uh, 4.30. So 4.30 to 5, we had our ceremonies. And then from 5 to 6, we had drinks uh, and so forth upstairs inside, outside of the ballroom. And then from about 6 to 10, we were inside having dinner, cake cutting, all that kind of stuff. It was it was very strict on the times, you know, like approximately about every 30 minutes, there was some type of event going on. And uh, as anybody who's been through a wedding knows, it flew by. It was very fast. <laughs> Did you incorporate any Disney touches into your wedding? Yes. So even though we're off-site, I went ahead and hired a horse and carriage, Cinderella carriage. Hmm. Um this was really important to me. I really wanted to, to arrive as, as Prince Charming. And so that was my big ask. And I kind of got made fun of that for a little bit. So I kind of backed off. But the wedding coordinator knew it was important to me. So she made sure that I got picked up first. I was dropped off at the Signature Island. And it was circled back, picked up Bailey and her father, and came back and dropped her off. Also, uh, the groomsmen, I had each of us as a different superhero. Uh, my best man was Iron Man. My other groomsman was the Hulk and I was Captain America. We had the socks, we had the cufflinks. I had the ring, I have a Captain America ring. It's a one of those, I don't wanna say plastic, but uh, it's one of those like groove rings that aren't metal. Uh, I had like the tie clip. Uh, so all of that had the Disney years for the ladies and for the ceremony, uh, that Miss Catherine officiant, she um, she did the bell rose ceremony. So instead of doing like sand or something like that, we tied ribbon around a rose. Uh, each one represent each color representing different things. So that was that was a lot of fun. And of course, we all walked into different music from Disney. Like I came in on Hercules. You can go. I can go the distance. Uh, instrumental and. Uh, Bailey, of course, came in on to Wishing Upon a Star, and all the groomsmen and, and bridesmaids came in on uh, You've Got a Friend in Me. Uh, it, was, it was just really lovely. It was The whole wedding was like a kiss of Disney or a touch of Disney, but not a five-year-old birthday party, which my mother-in-law thought she was worried that we were going to have a five-year-old birthday party. There's always someone at every Disney wedding who thinks it's going to be like a birthday party. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and we, you know, we had to buy like all the rose gold ears at one time because they changed them right before the pandemic. And Bailey wanted all the ladies to match. So we had to make sure we had the right colors and they didn't change. So I had to order some from uh, Disney uh, overseas in Japan wow. because they still had the old rose gold. So it was... It was a lot to pay attention to the little colors and, but 
I loved all our little touches of Disney. It was just fantastic. Even to the wedding cake had Mickey like stenciled embroidered. I don't, I don't know what the, they call that on the cakes, but it was like a three, like think of like a 3D Mickey. Oh, nice. Um, it was, it's just like, yeah, it was just gorgeous. Everything was just fantastic. It was really elevated uh, and elegant. That's wonderful. Did you incorporate any activities at Disney into your wedding events, like for a welcome party or drinking around the world or anything? Yes, absolutely. That was so, uh, again, Swan and Dolphin's my favorite. And the Saturday before their our, our wedding, they had uh, the wine, uh, like a wine and food festival they had. So uh, myself and the guys, we had bought tickets. That was where we were going. And we enjoyed a lot of sampling of different foods from all the different restaurants there while the ladies were over in Epcot drinking around the world. And they had a, re- they had a really great time. And uh, a lot of Snapchats and pictures were coming over from them. I, th- I think they had a little better time than we did. <laughs> so when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Early on, Bailey and I, you know, we sat down and I said, what is like two to three things that are most important to you? She wanted photography. Uh, she wanted uh, like location. She just loved the signature island. And for me, I wanted, I kind of thought about everybody else. And I was like, if I come down to a wedding, what do I want? I wanted great food and booze, you know? <laughs> so, and I was like, that's what makes a great party. And I wanted, the last thing was music. And th- these are all things early on, by the way. So we had an extra year of planning. So like a lot of people don't get that, but we focused on those, those things first. And so like one of our first things we did was get the photography locked down and, and so on. And we've, you know, again, found someone we found that we could talk to connect with, and we just checked those items off. And then everything became real easy. In my opinion, everything else became details and it was, it made wedding planning a lot of fun. I probably shouldn't say that I want to do it again, but I don't want to get married to somebody different, but uh, <laughs> that, that, that is a hundred percent. I was like, this is, this is exactly what we need to do. Whenever that is, can you do it a year later? I, I don't uh, know. Yes, you can do it. There are people who do it every year. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that's messy. That sounds stressful, but um, I could see how it'd be a lot of fun. Now, what aspects were less important where you saved your money or your effort? Table settings. Uh, again, I might have the incorrect word here, but like uh, the flowers, we reused the flowers from the bridesmaids uh, in our tables. We had exactly, there were seven total bridesmaids and groomswomen, um, and we just reused their flowers uh, for table settings, uh, placements. Um, and it really, number one, saved us some money. Still beautiful. Uh, this is this is where uh, Bluegrass Chic really helped us out. Uh saying they were this isn't quite as important can what can we do here and they had some great suggestions that's great what ended up being your favorite memory of the day oh that's so tough because there's just so many different aspects i actually have three that are real quick i I, I love i love riding in the carriage uh you know right waving to everybody because uh, we had the cine photographer uh, do a live stream, and you can see everybody in the camera. They're waving back at me. Kids coming from the pool, you know that was a lot of fun. Uh, of course, seeing my my beautiful bride, who's kept the dress, just looking absolutely. She was a hundred percent a princess that day, right? It made me really sad that it happened so quickly and didn't happen sooner. 
And uh, second of all, dancing with all the special ladies in my life. Um, my, you know, my mom, uh, Bailey's mom and her grandma, uh, just uh, those moments are just something you can't, you can't, uh, you may not get again. So they're really wonderful. That's wonderful. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Very few things. The ring bear, you know, unfortunately pulled out at the last minute to, due to we're possibly going to have to move everything inside. And the parents just didn't feel comfortable uh, with the kid uh, coming, being inside due to the, the pandemic still you know, going on. And the only other thing that happened was the rose that we had in the ceremony. Uh, unfortunately, it got misplaced or lost. Um, but I, again, I don't think any of those things are big because uh, Bailey had some uh, younger uh, attendants that jumped right in, replaced the ring bearer, uh, and it was it worked out perfectly. And uh, the rose, as much as I loved it in the moment, I'm just like, where would we put it once we got home? <laughs> um, and I said, how about we get it for a vow renewal? And so I was like, uh, you know, I'm not, a, I try not to harp on the, you know, if we got married at Disney world, like we <laughs> didn't have anything bad go on, you know? So. That's wonderful. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were stressed out about, and then it turned out not to be? Oh, the rain. We had a, a brunch rehearsal the day before, and we were going to have to call that for the rain. And so we had to move that inside. Not a big deal. But um, Bailey's uh, was really concerned that we wouldn't have the signature island. And I was kind of concerned I wasn't going to have the horse and carriage. And, you know, if you know anything about Florida rain, it usually happens every day, 10 minutes at a time. But whatever happened that day, it, it was raining all day. But um, at 3.30, the rain chance and probability went at 0%. And they had already called it at 1, but they changed it all. I don't know. I just, I knew it was going to be a great day. I don't, I don't know. I just, I didn't think it was a big, really bad or, but uh, I knew it was going to be a big deal. I was really sad uh, at first because I knew Bailey would still be happy, but I, I knew that her heart was set on that. She was, she wasn't going to say anything. Um, and it, and again, got lucky, worked out. So. That's wonderful. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Oh man. I probably wouldn't have stayed at the Waldorf that one time. I would have gone to the Swan and Dolphin. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I, I think it was a wonderful time. Um, uh, I, I think we did everything we should have. I, I think we should have just maybe not worried as much uh, about what other people may have thought. Um, you know, uh, as far as, you know, uh, we had little issues like, hey, do I have to really be formal when your invitation says formal? Well, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't put it on there, you know, if I didn't, I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't have worried as much about, uh, the small details. Like, you know, I, I don't need to worry about what you're going to wear because honestly, if you don't wear a suit or a suit jacket to the wedding, I still am still happy to have you there. So, uh, little small things, um, you know, cause I, I want to spend time with the people that are coming and, you know, it's about love. It's about happiness. Uh, about partying, you know, making memories that we're not going to have again. So uh, I would definitely not worry about the small details. Just tell people we want you there. We wouldn't have invited you otherwise. That's great advice. Do you have any other tips or advice for future couples? Maybe those who are looking for an alternative to a Disney wedding? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely look off site. Don't be afraid to, to be forthcoming. Hey, my budget's this. 
if your budget's not, you know, if it's just completely out of the way, don't, don't, don't stress it. Like it just wasn't meant to be, or, you know, don't, you know, don't go into debt or for, for a wedding, uh, because long-term I don't think it's worth that kind of stress, but get outside of the Disney bubble a little bit and you can have, you can make a lot of magic and really just consider, consider others. Like, um, when you're, when you're thinking about yourself, like, you know, yeah, you might like, uh, you know, uh, I really wanted that banana pudding cake, but I was like, a lot of people don't like bananas that were attending. So I went for the strawberry, like, Make sure they're going to have a good time, and I, I think you'll make memories that'll last a lifetime, and and people will keep talking about the amazing wedding that you shared with them. Hey, that's great advice. Well, Chris, I think you've offered a ton of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at the Waldorf Astoria, and I appreciate your taking the time. Oh, thank you, Carrie. I really appreciate it. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.